0: hey everybody welcome to movie therapy
1: with uh yeah with me that guy's name's ty and my co-host my name's derek derek do it all derek thanks for paying
0: attention to us and watching our podcast
1: it really means a lot to us it really does every week you know you listen to our annoying voices and Listen to us ramble about movies.
0: Well, we got a comment actually. We got a comment. And a comment. We got a comment about uh, a movie we sh- was suggested. It's a horror movie, but uh, we'll seriously consider it. Of so thank we you. Will. Uh,
1: By consider it, you mean just throw it in the trash? Yeah. Well, okay.
0: we'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll consider see. it. We'll consider uh. it for sure, for sure. But hey, this week, which uh, you've clicked on.
1: Yeah, this week which you clicked on. Um, it's it's a good movie. Um, I would say it's not as popular as it should be no it's 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 a very quentin tarantino-esque yeah it definitely
0: had a it it came out a little too close to pulp fiction
1: yeah yeah Mm -hmm. um which means which definitely shows how john travolta when he was in his prime how good he was well you know his prime was considered before pulp fiction
0: right i mean he was in saturday night fever and all this stuff but this movie was actually shot before the realization of his comeback Right? Okay. So, I mean, during filming, he was getting accepted for awards and all that stuff. And uh, not accepted for awards, but he's getting ready for the, uh, the Oscars because yeah. he was up for Best Actor.
1: So, without further ado, let's do Get Shorty.
0: Awesome movie. Um, one of my favorites, too.
1: I would like to point something out, and I didn't know this. And it has to do with one of the actors in it, Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito is a good actor. Whenever I see him, though, I immediately think of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia every of course. single time.
0: Of course. He's great on that show.
1: But, so, I'm a comic book fan. I don't like DC, but I'm a comic book fan. And my favorite Batman movie ha- was Batman by Tim Burton. Oh. Danny There's DeVito. only two Batmans as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the second one after uh, that one, another one that Tim Burton does was Batman Returns, mm-hmm. which had Danny DeVito as the penguin. Yeah. Which confused me. I didn't know that because as I... Couldn't believe the penguin looks taller than Danny DeVito is <laughs> well, I, I, I gotta say Yeah, it's something
0: I've noticed Not I shouldn't say notice just mm. by reading uh, a lot of articles about this movie as we're doing The research for it mm. and the stuff reason they picked uh, Danny DeVito to be in this movie is that he has a certain confidence with him without him yeah. ever needing to use his height as a good thing or a bad thing he kind of plays any kind of role and, and actually, he was considered to be the title role in this movie.
1: Mm-hmm. Which also, like you saying that, how he's considered not to use his height for mm-hmm. it. I found a, a funny thing is you saying that and then one of the very first time you see Danny DeVito is he's on a billboard mm-hmm. for Napoleon, which, okay, I'm a history buff. Yep. So I'd like to just point something out. Napoleon wasn't actually short. He was average size. He was five foot and I think six inches average height for back then. Uh-huh. There's a lot more politicians nowadays that are French, that are shorter. Side rant. Wow. Don't worry about that. <laughs> um.
0: <laughs> I did not know that. You learned something new on these podcasts. So, I mean, this is a movie that came out in 1995, as we said, it, it came out right after Pulp Fiction, but, uh, mm. and there's a producer of the movie that uh, helped land Travolta into the mm-hmm. role, but let's get into the movie and we'll talk more right. as we go about the things that happened through the movie. Um, for, uh, first of all, do, do you read much? Do you read books? I, I know you're in school. I didn't read much when I was in school. I really read what I read and that was it, but do you ever re- pick up a book?
1: I I, re- I read comic books and I started reading... I, I read some philosophy books and I just okay. started reading Fight Club. All
0: right. So well, I, I, and I say this to the viewers out there too. Mm-hmm. Um, this, this movie is based on a novel by Elmore Leonard, right. um, a very acclaimed uh, author. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of his movies have been made in or, or sorry a lot of his, lot books of his movies have been, been made into books. a lot of his movies have been made into books but the yes. books were <laughs> books before the movie so let's yeah. go back to that um, in one of the commentaries for this movie he actually talks about how 33 of his mm-hmm. 40 books at that time he has passed away now um, mm-hmm. th- 33 of his books had been either optioned or made into movies um, some of those movies include Jackie Brown by yeah. Tarantino, which was Rum Punch originally. Yeah. Um, Out of Sight, which is another one of my favorite movies with George Clooney and uh, Jennifer Lopez. All right. um, th- there's a li- a many, many movies, and there's mm. movies that I'm ju- I put on my list now mm. that I want to see because I had no idea he had anything to do with it. He, he had a yeah. lot to do with the TV show Justified, um, which was awesome. He, his character is very big and very dialogue-driven. Mm-hmm. And th- this movie thrives on that. Mm-hmm. Travolta actually didn't want to do the movie until some of the book got put back into the script because they were trying to get away from mm-hmm. the Elmore Leonard style of his dialogue and stuff. So, um,
1: which the quick thing is, I didn't know there was a sequel to this. Oh, okay. Called I, uh, what's it called? Be cool. Be cool. Be cool. cool. Yeah, I didn't know that until yep. I did research for this.
0: Um, doing doing this research, I, I I I read the book. Be cool. I didn't actually read Get Shorty, but I read uh-huh. the book be cool when I found out it was uh, well aren't you cool well I I didn't know it was I knew it was coming out soon (laughs) I think the movie came out ten years after this movie so um, it it actually has a really great scene with uh, Travolta and Uma Thurman Mm. dancing like they did in Pulp Fiction Mm. so it's it's kind of a nostalgic look to it but get shorty was just kind of its own thing like taken right off the page yeah like uh, you talk about the first scene um, which is quite lengthy um, for yeah. a main screen before the titles. Um, kind of ch- tells you how everything is going on. John Travolta mm. plays Chili Palmer, which I think even when I first Chile saw Chili, it Chili a Chilean side. Yeah, it's whole Chile he's first. super cool, super confident. He, he, he never smiles mm. unless he means to. He never says more than he has to, and I, I really took that philosophy on mm. working in kitchens and working in uh, with people. Just like just saying. Only what you need mm. to say. Yeah, the coat scenes
1: here on the screen here. Jeremy. Yeah, the co- that's great. I do like, uh, again, like just talk like as we're talking about the coat, which brings into just the wardrobe. Yeah. The wardrobe, I gotta say, for uh, um, uh, Chili is great. Like, I again, I am, uh, I, I, as you wouldn't be able to tell, as I am wearing a jersey <laughs> at the moment, and last week I wore sloppy clothes, but I usually wear <laughs> nicer clothes. And I as soon as I watched this movie, I'm like, I would I would wear that. That I, is pretty cool. Yeah,
0: I, I I did consider my wardrobe wanting to dress like <laughs> Chili Palmer, but You're I just like don't think I can pull it, it off it. the
1: way he does it. Yeah, it's like uh, black on black. Yeah, looks pretty good. Can't lie.
0: Yeah, and he talks about his leather jacket that he got from Alexander's, and he's got this accent throughout the movie that Elmore Leonard wrote in his books. Yeah, and I don't know how you write an accent, but he—if <laughs> uh, anyone can do it—it's Elmore Leonard. Anyway, that scene where uh, his coat gets taken mm. by another character, Dennis Farina, who yeah. uh, Bones. puts in an excellent performance. There's so many excellent performances in this, so don't wait for a recast list because I believe mm. it's perfect.
1: I so so as we as we're no longer doing uh, walkthroughs, I like to skip ahead for a yeah, minute sure. just because you were talking about mm-hmm. uh, Bones. Mm-hmm. So near the end of the movie, and this, as I said earlier, is very Quentin Tarantino-esque, as in there's a lot of great pieces of dialogue that I like, like the whole like look scene where they're going over the look. Yep. Of the How that person not supposed to be anything from you. And also at the end, when he's like, uh, I, you know, when he's talking about them moving on, he's like, you know, I say, you owe me money. I say, yeah, the fuck? Like, it, it, it's just kind of like, it did remind me a lot of like, you know, Quentin Tarantino, like Jackie Brown and stuff like that. Just the whole idea of him just going, ah, eh, fuck it. And then him thinking he got one up on him. Yeah. Um, but also, so last week we did uh, Thunderball. Yep. Which, uh, Austin Powers is a spinoff of Thunderball.
0: Mm-hmm. And I don't know if well, Austin... Well, spinoff is oh, really sorry, a deterrent. Oh, sorry, not a spin-off. It's a parody. Parody, yeah, yeah, sorry. Not a spinoff,
1: parody. Yeah. Um, so one thing I noticed is, so at the end of the last movie of, uh, which came out, I think, it may, I'm, I, I could be wrong. I'm, I think it was 2007, the last movie came out of Austin Powers. Okay. I could, I'm most likely wrong. But at the very end of that movie... Um, it has gold member turned around, and he turns it turns around, and it's John Travolta. Oh, I'm yeah. pretty sure it's John Travolta well, they have as gold member, as just like then it says it's now a movie. And when I watched this movie, when the bones goes to the locker, and then turns around and is Mr. White. I, yeah. I was like, oh okay. <laughs> and I thought also that's kind of funny. It has Austin Powers had John Travolta do it, and yeah. it's a John Travolta movie that I I guess would have done it first. Yeah. Which I think was kind of cool. No, It was good. It
0: was... Mm. It, yeah. It means... Yeah. <laughs> hard to go back to James Bond with all that stuff, but it was great to uh, see those kinds of things happen in a movie. Yeah. Um So the... Uh, yeah, I don't have a scene breakdown of any kind. Yeah. Because we're not doing that we're anymore. We're
1: not doing that anymore. <laughs> um, I'd, li- I'd, li- I'd like to break something down. Okay. Very quickly. So... Um, I, I do a lot of stuff in media, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, and Photoshop is one of them. Like, I, I did this. I do, did the background also for No Topic. The movie cover for this movie, if we can break it down, I ha- we have it right here. But that's not the one I'm talking about. It's the one with them sitting on top of, a, like, a reel of film. Okay. If you type in movie cover, it pulls. Is it for the Blu-ray? No, it's, the Blu-ray actually looks pretty cool. Yeah. The Blu-ray ha- was like, uh, um, had like the squares and stuff like that. And that actually looks pretty cool. This one right there, the fourth one right there. Oh, okay, yep. So there's a period in time, early 2000s if you remember, like click and stuff like that, where a lot of casing got, to me, in my opinion, kind of all the same. Yeah. and cheapish, and it just kind of pulled me out of it. And when you said, let's do Get Shorty, and I was like, okay, and then I started going, started researching it, and that's the first thing I thought. I went, ooh. Every movie looks like that? I No, it's just the cover to me was really bad. And I was like, this is, the cover to me, I was like, okay, maybe this won't be so good, which kind of sucks, because a lot of movies... You judge the like book that. by its cover. Yeah, and it's yeah. a good movie, so I think the first thing they should do yeah. is uh, the blue, the new Blu-ray cover looks amazing. It's the um, four squares with the characters in it and it's yeah. cool color, but it'll probably be as a thumbnail. And it'll probably be in the thumbnail for Excellent. this one. So you, you'll be able to see that. Cool. But yeah, just a sh- small rant like you go on just because if you are going to watch this movie or let's say that uh, you watch all these series and you saw this one, yeah, I gotta watch it. I don't really have an interest in it. If the reason you kind of lost interest is just from looking at covers and stuff like that, yeah. it is a good movie. I don't think the cover really does a very, it, but in a way, <laughs> how else would you explain this movie? Yeah,
0: I, I don't know. Um, it's it's a character-driven movie, mm. a lot of dialogue, like I said, huge characters that ha- have their own faults. Um, I, I think the, one of the things I wanted to talk about is how how well they write mob Mobster um, thugs, basically. Yeah. So, like, you know, they come off as these really. You know, in every movie, it's like these guys are tough guys, and this guy's mm. a champion weightlifter. But you get those little lines of, of this is the best you can do for what you're doing. Yeah. He's just like, eh, not if you, not if you speak Spanish. Yeah. Unless you speak Spanish, that's yeah, yeah, best I can do. And like, and they talk about the um, the E G I E, for example, the uh, whole. Uh, the whole thing with uh, Bear, the stuntman played by James Gal- Gandolfini, mm. um, how he talks about all the movies he's been in, and, and like uh, just the things that the thugs end up doing. Like he gets thrown down the stairs like it's nothing. Basically, yeah. he pulled a quadricep. He says, um, th- those kinds of things are like straight out of an Elmore Leonard novel. Yeah. Th- they write the everyone's normal. They have normal conversations. Sure, they're yeah. thugs and they beat people up for a living, but you know, they go through daily life of everything and the struggles of, of being a uh, thug is, mm-hmm. is no different than, than being a, a cook in a restaurant. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, he has the barbershop scene on the screen, the small screen there. Yeah. So in this scene, the one thing I kind of laughed at, so um, a little trip into behind the scenes, mm-hmm. for me, at least, I watched the movie at least three times before we do it. I watched once to see the whole film, then second time and the third time just to see little small things. And there's one thing in this scene that kind of makes me giggle. I like it, which is, so, the African-American fellow behind. Yep. um, You can tell that John Travolta is not really scared of this. And right here, the man (laughs) grabs a pair of scissors and puts up to John Travolta's neck. And John Travolta's like, sorry, I guess I'd probably say Chili's. like, what? Stop. Like, I just like the idea of him thinking he's threatening and him just going, this is stupid. This is, like, why are you doing this? You're, yeah. at, you're, this isn't something you should be doing. Like, no. it reminds me of, like, you know, in movies where they're kind of self-aware, and so they have one person go, oh, I've seen a uh, crime movie, so I know what they're doing. Yeah. And the rest of them look at them, like, what are you doing? It was kind of like that, and I kind of yeah. giggled. Because was, it wasn't way out yeah. in the open. It was yeah. kind of hidden a little bit. Well, that makes
0: it such a, a great movie, too, is because those little yeah. things that happen, is, like, the things you expect to hear, you don't hear. You, you hear them talk about making money and, and mm-hmm. all that stuff. In, in that scene as well, There's a, a they're trying to figure out the, uh, the math on how much um, the marker is or whatever how, mm-hmm. whatever it is. I Myself, I'm not good at math either, so I didn't yeah. really pay attention to exactly what he was trying to figure out. He was trying to figure out a percentage of something yeah. and it ended up being 2,700. But you even see, even see Chili's buddy there. Um, yeah. You see him think about it Right, sure. but um, what I noticed what I learned watching the auto commentary mm-hmm. audio commentary with the movie was that That wasn't an originally put in the script. That was an editing thing. That <laughs> was a cutting room Comedy thing so the the director left it to a lot of his staff mm-hmm. to make this movie funny in places that weren't necessarily written as a comedy um, sure. Even when Gene Hackman, who plays Harry Zim, the direct, one of the directors in this in this movie, yeah. um, Gene Hackman w- turned the movie down because he he doesn't do comedies. He he doesn't he mm-hmm. doesn't want to be caught acting, is what he says. And uh, the director said Barry Sonnenfeld. He mm-hmm. said. That's what I want you to do. I want you to take everything seriously yeah. and, and be the straight man in all of this. And, and he plays a, a really great character that way too. Like mm-hmm. growing the goatee and having the veneer uh, teeth replacements. It, it was perfe- he was a perfect yeah. actor for this role and he, he acted the crap out of it. He was so awesome.
1: It's funny that you mentioned Gene because I do want to mention something about him. And I, so, and I thought this as soon as in the summer you handed me the, the DVD. Mm-hmm. And I looked at it and so, if I can, oh, if I can pull this right here, uh, you probably can't see this, but this is this is Gene, not this. This is Gene. Do you know who I may think that is instead? Who I may accidentally think hmm. that is? My dad. <laughs> no, not he your looks dad. a lot like my dad. I'm. I'll give you a hint. I'm a giant horror film fan.
0: Oh, so he looks like uh, Wes Craven.
1: I did think that after no? I watched the movie, during watching the movie, but you're close.
0: Okay, Robert England. Yes. Yeah. Robert
1: England. I, you I thought, thought he was Freddie, eh? Yeah. I looked at. Him, I'm like, Actually. Robert England's in this? I love Robert England, yeah. and that's like half the reason I was really giddy to see it. And then when I started watching, I'm like, Where is Robert England? Yeah. Oh wait, no, that's. And I gotta say, I feel really bad for anyone, like, well, for Gene. <laughs> He was like, "Oh, you know, I really like this movie." And you know, when I went out, everyone's like, "Did you see this new movie Robert England's in?" And he's like, "No, that's <laughs> me." And then they go see it, and they're like, "Oh, it is you." I'm yeah. sorry. It just kind of it just kind of yeah. caught me off guard the whole movie when I originally watched it. I was looking yeah. to find Robert England, yeah. and uh, he no, was not in it.
0: When Gene Hackman died, I uh, I went and watched this movie. It was mm. something that I just absolutely had to do. Same thing when uh, Dennis Farina died the same thing Um, I I first saw Dennis Farina in uh, snatch Mm -hmm. that was the first film I'd seen him in me not me being a movie buff but I mean Mm. fairly new and fairly novice compared to many um, Dennis Farina he killed that role in Snatch hopefully we get to review that movie eventually because yeah. I think we agreed on that how awesome that movie is
1: that movie is great
0: but uh, he plays basically the same character in this movie as well and uh, I was not disappointed whatsoever he's actually been in another Elmore Leonard uh, adapted movie out of sight where he plays Jennifer Lopez's dad which is a bit mm-hmm. of a stretch <laughs> but uh, he still kills that role too like he, he's amazing at what he does
1: yeah, there wasn't very much like there wasn't really bad acting in this movie,
0: no. Um, well, like, there's always films within films, it seems like you know they're, yeah. they're always talking about making a movie, and of course, they're making a movie while they're making a movie, mm-hmm. so it's very meta in that way that uh we we kind of see how things are made and uh how the industry of film mm-hmm. parallels with the mobster world, you know, like how easy of a transition it was mm-hmm. for Chili Palmer to get into the film industry.
1: Okay, so. so I think I've been nicer than usual to this movie. Oh, okay. So, you ready I'm, to gonna, slam go, it? I'm <laughs> gonna go back to my normal self and slam this movie. Mm-hmm. So, there is one thing. I'm ready. And I've mentioned this uh, when we watched Seven, I mentioned this, where there's, you know, every person has their own favorite part of a gunshot. Yep. Uh, you know, with the gun, sh- the actual gunshot, the waiting for it yeah. and stuff like that. My favorite part is afterwards watching the person figure it out. So at one point, um, Gene's character mm-hmm. uh, shoots. I, I'm not going to even pretend. I know the weasel-y guy's name. I'm just going to call him the weasel guy.
0: Well, yeah. Ray Bones makes him
1: do that, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm saying, like, when he goes up and then afterwards. So yeah. Ray Bones kills like kills the guy. Yeah. And then is standing on top of Jean's is uh hey, you know. Take the, well, He obviously does not say this nicely. Yeah. He says, "Grab this gun, shoot it, because police can tell if you fired a gun." And In I went and
0: see. I was never here.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "Okay, that's pretty cool." Yeah. But then it just cut and it ended, and it went to the next day. I was like, "Oh, I would have really liked to see him. A, fi- like try to build build yeah. the courage to actually do it, and B, just watch him try to figure out what to do next." Yeah, Just, I would have loved to see that, but instead it just goes, Yeah. the next day. And it's like, oh. In the
0: commentary, they actually talk about that, and they talk about how they had had kind of ideas as mm. to how he would deal with it, because he feels like it would be very funny, but they had to just kind of get to the next yeah. part, right? So um, I think uh, what was really funny, and which I hadn't noticed, and I've seen this movie many times before we reviewed it today, mm. and I have probably saw it as many times as you did again as we were coming up with notes, which, I mean... Mm. This is probably one of my favorite movies to review, because I didn't know it inside and out, like I knew Seven, mm. and uh, like I knew other movies. Um, but I noticed that they talk about how Ronnie, the guy that got shot, yeah, t- took four shots to the chest and one to his foot. <laughs> yeah. So it was kind of like, uh, they didn't even question that. So like, if if I'm going to slam the movie, yeah. I'm going to talk about how the police presence in this movie is not anymore. there.
1: Yeah, it just kind of...
0: Things just happen, and no one's worried about the cops. Like, even when you go to the DEA scene, yeah, when he breaks into the locker, well, he didn't actually go to the locker. He rented the locker next to it to te- test it out smart, because yeah. he's getting set up. Yeah. Which w- was awesome and, and totally fun to see him know what he's doing and what he's going to do. Mm. But uh, the DEA, they search him. They, they yeah. show him on screen searching him, and they don't find the C18 key. Hmm. He just has the C-17 key. Do they just give up something yeah. shaped like a key and the thing they're looking for? They didn't even find that?
1: I, another thing that... doesn't really
0: explain anything.
1: Talking <laughs> about the, D, uh, the, yeah, the DEA and also um, the scene of earlier when uh, the little jumpy guy, that's the reason that they have the money in the... Leo? Yeah, Leo. Um, when he got shot, going back to the police thing, first of all... Uh, I like how the D Wait
0: Leo? No, you're talking about Ronnie in the office? He got shot? Leo no, didn't no, get th- shot.
1: The sorry, not Leo or Johnny. The um the uh, cartel guy that comes at the very beginning of the movie Oh you Yayo shot, Yeah, Yayo. Where you get shot off the balcony. So talking about police, first of all, um I really like how the DEA sits there and doesn't bother anyone unless you're important to the plot. I'm a really big fan <laughs> of that. That's a good <laughs> move, you know. I did, I watching it, I was like does no one use these lockers? If they're getting every single person...
0: That's going near them.
1: Yeah, it's like... But no. I also like how a couple times, like, again, when uh, the, the guy... <laughs> I'm terrible <laughs> with names. Which the, scene are you um, talking about? The same scene. The, we were just talking about him.
0: James Gandolfini?
1: Sure. Um,
0: Delroy Lindo.
1: <laughs> the... I can't remember his name. I mean, that's going to annoy me. <laughs> we were just talking about him. Why is my brain so useless? Uh, the cartel guy. Okay, Yayo. Yeah, Yayo. That, what type of name is Yayo for the first part? Well,
0: he's part of the Mexican cartel. and so his, his uncle is the uh, leader of that, and uh, his name's Escobar. So, I mean, he could be Yayo Escobar. That's, that's, it's, it's his sister's kid.
1: You should just have, an. if that, at that point, you should just have a name called drug dealer. <laughs> that sounds pretty bad. Yeah. Um, but the whole scene where he walks up to the locker, sits there and looks at it for a good, I'm guessing in real life yeah. it would have been 10 minutes.
0: And he's got, like, the Scarface suit yeah. on. Like, he, he's like, totally heat score right there, big time. It's
1: like, I just I just like to imagine the DEA agent going, I'm going, hey, boss, should we get him? Yeah, should I we, can, go, can I can we go go talk the, to him? I can, I can see the coke coming out of his pocket. Yeah. Nah, it's fine, leave him. We don't want to see him racist. Yeah. Just leave him. But, like, he was staring there for a while, and he goes, then he all of a sudden left. I'm like, yeah. at that point, that's the guy I would go after. But they wait, Yeah. and then... Again, they just go after the people that are important. And then when Yayo, cartel guy, gets shot, that's it. Uh, and then all of a sudden, like later on in the movie, when his, uh, I guess it's his uh, uncle, no. His uncle. Yeah, his uncle shows up and he, sh- he goes to the, the guy and he says, Hey, where, where's my nephew? He, goes, he he's supposed to bring me money. Yeah. And he goes, he, and he hasn't shown back. And I'm he goes, sure. like, oh, you know, he's, pr- which also, by the way, is a funny scene. Like, I do like the way he's like, yeah, you know, he's kind of stupid. No, yeah. you don't talk about him. And then he goes, and that's it. It's just that little small scene. But by the time that scene happened, I completely forgot about that part. Yeah. I went, Oh, yeah, that's why the money yeah. is there. I think I it like, I like
0: that, that part that they didn't dive into another part of the plot. I didn't, that didn't need to be part of the plot for me as far as I was it concerned. It just,
1: to me, was a weird little section.
0: What I loved was when they talk about oh, we're going to see the sights, mm. s- see the Miami Vice tour, do all the things, see the mm. shark. They're going to do everything they do in, in LA like yeah. any normal person would do, right? And they're going to come back for the money. I mean, it could you know, have been, to I just, I it could have really crucially like been the end scene where it could be like the same scene as uh, Reservoir Dogs where everyone's got the Mexican standoff, literally. Yeah. But uh, it doesn't come to that. It just comes yeah. to a setup with Ray Barboni and, and then the kind of the segue of the, the movie. movie being shot based yeah. on the, the whole thing.
1: I have, a, I have a favor. What's up? Can you and me make a movie about just them seeing the sights? <laughs> just a whole movie dedicated. I think it would and be I'm an awesome gonna.
0: little montage uh, in
1: that movie, yeah. Just like, because I got I to say, that as much as I think that side plot is strange and kind of just shoved in there, the whole conversation piece when they're in the limo, Yeah. even though the guy's accent is nowhere to be found, yeah. is probably one of my favorite just parts, because you can just see him, he's like, you know, I, I don't really want to be here. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> but you know, give me my money. I don't give a crap about yeah. my nephew, and it's just kind well, of, it's, it's
0: one of his, uh, it's one of his uh, thugs that actually is like, what about Yayo? Yeah, and he's like, oh yeah, I'm coming back for Yayo too. <laughs> he
1: goes, yeah, yeah, that, that idiot yeah. too. But yeah. I just like really like the idea that he goes to like, you know, I want to see that guy in normal situations. Like, goes to Denny's, yeah, and he tries to like order pancakes. He's like, you know, I don't give give a crap. Just give me my pancakes, yeah, and like go to like I don't know, what do you do in L.A. We we need Randall in here. He'll tell us what you do in LA. Yeah, I'm sure. I, yeah, I don't I don't move like live outside of here yeah. and Florida. So those are my sections. So
0: well, then you'd be right at home in Miami, right?
1: Uh, if my, if by Miami you mean Disney World, then oh, yes, okay. I'd be right at home.
0: So you stay on the resort when you yeah, go. Yeah, I don't go right outside the there. there. Are you That's kidding me? That's <laughs> understandable. Um,
1: it's like you know when you go to like Bahamas and stuff like that, and they say stay on the resorts. Yeah, like that. You know, don't go to Miami. Well, you
0: you find out quickly why. Um, Mm. One of the one of the scenes I want to talk about, which I'm guessing is one of your favorites, because Uh. um, it's funny how there's a lot of themes that involve the same things that we've seen in movies that we've already reviewed. Is there's a scene of him in a movie theater, yeah, watching A Touch of Evil (laughs) with uh, Orson Welles in it, and. it's. i think it's one of the most genuine performances and gene hackman actually said that it's probably one of the best things he's seen in a movie ever and it's you know tough guy mob boss just like mm. totally nerding out in a low ro- low ru- like a low run theater basically playing old movies and there's nobody in the theater and he's like saying words mm. the the lines from the movie before they happen and it's just like that is me in a theater yeah i love watching old movies and i i love like sitting in a theater by myself and just being able to just take the whole movie in without any other interruptions through it and uh him sitting there saying all the the stuff Mm. and like even when uh karen flores yeah when she's in the theater just behind him Mm. he doesn't really bat an eye about the fact that she came when he invited her and things he's talking about the movie and he's like uh, orson welles didn't even want to do this movie Mm. Made him, uh, they made him do this because he was under contract. Sometimes you do your best work when you got a gun to your head. And it, and it was just like, that is everything that this movie is in that scene. So am I right in thinking that's one of your favorite scenes?
1: I do like that scene. Yeah? It's a good scene. Yeah. But also I'd like to point out something. You and me do two different things at movie theaters, mm-hmm. which kind of also points out to our kind of uh, personality on this show. Okay. Where you go to movie theaters and you're like, oh, you know, I love the theater. Mm-hmm. Or I'll go home and I'll sit quietly and watch a movie. I have mm-hmm. no problem with that. But as soon as, but even in my head, I'll start pi- like picking apart as that's my favorite thing to do with the movie. Yeah. But like when I go to a the theater and I'm with my friends and usually my friends will go to a movie with me yep. just so they can talk to me about just, because they can watch a great movie and I can still pick it apart. Yeah. So I just find it great. Yeah. So where you sit down you watch a movie and you're like, oh, this is great. I love being at the cinema. I'm sitting there going, where did you fuck up? I want to see this. Oh, yeah. I, ju- I just love seeing the little <laughs> moments where it's like, oh, oh. I saw yeah. that. I saw Cameraman 5 in the corner there. <laughs> like in uh, Scream when you can see the guy like on I, the substance. I feel like
0: the first time you watch a movie, you shouldn't oh, be picking it apart. I think that when the first time you watch a movie, you take it in for what it is. I love being in the theater. I always get popcorn whether I'm hungry or not. And uh, I think it's an experience. You know, I mean, maybe it comes with age. You know, when you, you get to be mm-hmm. my age and you start, start deciding that the friends that you want to go to the movie theater with don't want to see the movies you want to see. Um, you'll find yourself in comfort in going by yourself and b- blocking out everything else yeah. and just taking in the great big scene and the atmosphere of a movie theater.
1: That's why like, I, w- I watch the majority of my movie, though, at mm-hmm. home alone, because A, I'm not an antisocial person, I probably should say. Yeah. Um, but if I could choose, I would be, because <laughs> when I watch my movies, I would like to just be like, okay, because I've had really bad experiences in movies where, you know, there's annoying kids behind you. Yeah. And I, as I've learned throughout my life, if you turn around and you yell at a kid in a theater, they're not going to be too happy with you. Yeah, well, so see, that comes with
0: age, too. Because yeah. if you got a great big beard and you tell a kid to put his phone away...
1: They're like, oh, my he God. He puts his phone away. He'll cut down the <laughs> tree outside my house. Where will I put the tree
0: for the I am not a scary <laughs> person. And uh, th- I find it funny when people might even even have a section of fear <laughs> towards <laughs> my reaction to something but uh i've got a look that i yep. give and i think the point gets across and as long as you're quiet in the theater i got no problem but you know can you give me the
1: look what's the look you use
0: uh, i can only do it when is i it, feel is it, it The i can only do it when i feel it
1: is it like the is the, it martin, like, the martin yeah, the martin weir
0: look the uh your mind punk or is it the <laughs>
1: And what look is Wait, it? You're
0: telling me you're sleepy?
1: <laughs> you're sleepy? Yeah. you you tired? <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. So I I, as I I, like going to the theater and I like being around those people. Mm-hmm. It'd just be great if everyone would shut up when they went to the theater. Yeah. But I noticed also me being the most, and all my friends being more into movies than anyone else. I have learned that no one's going to enjoy, and my friends, no one's going to enjoy the movie as much as I will. Yeah. Um, so I a lot of the times when my, I, the way I get my friends to go see movies that they don't want to go see mm-hmm. as I'm like, hey, I'll rip it apart, and they go, okay, yeah, let's go. <laughs> it's great. Like me and my uncle when we saw Batman vs Superman, and I gotta say it's one of my favorite times I ever went to the theater, and I've been to theater a lot. Yeah. Because so we were at a family function, and also my uncle turns to me and says, you know, I heard. Have you heard about the Batman vs Superman? we heard it's terrible, and I'm like, oh yeah, I know, I haven't seen it, and he goes. <laughs> It's playing in Goddardge in like half an hour. I'm like, yeah, let's go. And he goes, okay. So we went and I, we just sat in the back of the theater. Like no one was there because everyone else got the warning. But we we're like, no, we want to watch this. Yeah. And we just sat there and we were just like, at the, uh, we're, we probably shouldn't spoil this movie, but at the one part that uh, I was sitting there acting, yeah. I'm like, Martha.
0: We completely I agreed know. on that. I remember us talking about that after we'd seen it. Oh, it's such a bad movie. Yeah, we we're getting off topic of Yeah, the we movie. are getting, getting very off topic. Um, so back to the... Look yeah, at shorty. me. Look, Look at me. At me. The, the way Chili Palmer is in this movie is... like I mean, flaw, like, we're talking about flawless performances by mm. a lot of actors, but you have to give it up for John Travolta in this movie. He didn't want to do it. Tarantino said, like, convinced him. He said, this mm. isn't a movie you turned down. Um, he decided that he would do the movie mm. when they decided to put all the stuff from the book into the script um, and it, like he he interacts well with characters he does so well with being a uh, Shylock mm. being a movie producer and d- just being such a tough guy you know like yeah. I said he threw the stuntman down the stairs he can protect himself he's not worried when a guns pointed at him um, the coolest thing I always like in these movies, and this is done in a lot of Elmore Leonard novels, um, people show up in houses watching TV or movies. Yep. And uh one of my favorite scenes is when uh Delroy Lindo's character, um Bo, mm. um trying to think of what his last name is, doesn't really matter. Bo is mm. uh he breaks into Karen Flores's place when Chili Palmer's there and mm. he's watching Rio Bravo which is John Wayne movie mm. and he misquotes who's playing the wino in the movie oh. and it's Robert Mitchum. Um, I can't remember which one it was. It makes me, do, it does make me want to yeah. have more education into the movies that he's talking about because it's flawless the way he delivers those lines about mm. movies and him being such a movie fan and a mob guy. Yeah. Um, he basically corrects Del Rio Lindo or uh Bo's character of who was the drunk in the movie and and uh, and it was just like he was really trying to parody Chili Palmer by doing what he did because he heard the story from Harry Zim about watching Letterman
1: as soon as I heard when he gave me the phone call and he started saying this I was like oh, you, you're you going to get hurt. Yeah.
0: Well, <laughs> well, the funny thing is is, is he's watching, like when the movie's on, mm. he goes over to the TV to shut the TV off and he mm. he stops yeah. because it's a scene that he likes. Yeah. And despite the fact that he knows that someone's in the place that's mm. willing to do him harm. Yeah. He still is startled by the gunshot on the, on the movie. Yeah. And he watches the scene as if he's never seen it before, but he's, of, of course, he's seen yeah. it before because of later, later events tell him, that he's mm-hmm. quoting who, who's doing what in the movie. And it's like, it's absolutely, I'm just like smiling, laughing yeah. at the screen. And I've seen the movie a million times. So,
1: um, may, may I go on a thing about uh, Chili Palmer? Sure. So there's a lot of, so to relate him to, because I think what they did with Chili Palmer is very hard to do. And a lot of people don't give enough credit to movies that can do it very well. So, for example, obviously you've seen Star Wars as your mug. If if Couple you times. Di- if you haven't, I will take that away from you. Mm-hmm. Um, you've heard of a, l- a little unknown character named Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Uh and you're a Quentin Tarantino fan. Yep. And I'm sure you've seen at least one character ever in those movies. So Quentin Tarantino is the king of the person who you know very little about, mm-hmm. doesn't really have. I, I, in the sense, it's not very emotional. Like, they're kind of like, they kind of got, like, Bill Murdy itis Like, they're kind of like, yeah, whatever, let's do this. So, a lot of movies can't try to do it, and they can't. But yeah. then there's movies like uh, Pulp Fiction um, or Get Shorty, where John Travolta's character play like, in this, like, y- he's sly. He doesn't, re- you don't really know, you don't know anything about his backstory, really. No. You know that he's worked for uh, Momo and stuff like that but there's not a lot built up. And when you look at his performance, where a lot of like, for example, in a very extreme case, uh, Notebook, or like a romantic comedy Mm -hmm. or romantic movie, they go through uh, laughter, uh, like sadness, happiness. They go through like every emotion. Where movies like this, like Boba Fett, uh, Chili, and... uh, John Travolta, every character basically like okay. John Travolta and by Bill Murray, they say to the exact same way, like, they say the exact same emotion, which is not really caring and making everything a joke. Yeah. Like, we've mentioned this early when we were talking about Bill Murray. Yeah. That he's the exact same person, but he does it well. And mm-hmm. it's hard to write a character like that mm-hmm. because it's hard to make someone, f- it's hard to feel for someone that doesn't feel. Yeah. But movies l- like this and and the reason that I, as soon as I saw it and saw this character I was like this is a Quentin, this is basically a Quentin Tarantino movie yeah. because of that it's like it's very well done and it, yeah. i think this movie has a 6 star rating on imdb does it yeah so but it's a really it should good i think i think it I think should, it should be.
0: definitely be higher because there's there's like i said there's mm-hmm. so many performances i like i'm i'm looking at a monitor right now with the scene yeah. and I'm, I'm enthralled with everything that goes on with that stuff How great Renee, Renee, uh, what's her name? Her name's Karen Flores. I think the fact that Renee Renee and Gene are
1: spelled like the exact same, just one letter off. Yeah. Um, So if you can pull this scene up actually for a second because I would like to talk about it. Yeah. I've been talking a lot near near this part. Yep. Um, So this part, you said that you like this part. Can you want to go over why you like it? This scene? Yeah, this scene.
0: Well, it's a great setting for a restaurant Mm -hmm. and uh, in the auto commentary they talk about um how this restaurant was picked because of the stairwell mm-hmm. that uh, he eventually throws the bodyguard down but it's it's all like the uh realization of who's being set up mm. and when he drops the key in yeah. the drink and stuff it's just it's shot so well so well and it kind of tells you a lot about the characters through the dialogue without ever stopping it's always mm. they're constantly talking you don't you don't know as much before that scene, but you know mm. a whole lot more about the plot after this scene, about what the yeah. foreshadowing to what could happen, and just the looks that characters give, and mm. the camera shots, like the long shots mm. taken. Um, you know, just the reactions of characters is, is absolutely amazing in this scene.
1: Um. So now let me just crush your hopes and dreams okay. here. Okay. Huh? Because um, I have a very different opinion on this scene. Okay, I do agree with you. I do like the setting. I'm a big fan of uh, dining scenes. Like, for example, m- one of my favorite scenes in Train Spotting is the one where they're at the bar and they throw the glass over. I think that's a cool, sh- like, a cool spot. Yeah. Even though I can barely understand what he's saying, in this shot, I get the purpose of it, yep. and it's the very beginning of it isn't bad. And I don't really know, like, I don't know why, the very beginning of it, I don't know why I have a problem with it. I do have, I, but it's not that big of a problem <laughs> with it where it's okay. like, oh, it's a bad scene. I think it's still fine. Yeah. This scene, though, where the, when John Travolta comes up. First of all, John Travolta, again, by far in this movie, I gotta say, is one of the best actors. Like, yeah. he, his whole, I have no problem with Chili Palmer in this movie. He is yeah. great. Yeah. Um, the fake Robert England though. Yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> in this scene. They Rest ca- in peace, Gene Wilder. Sorry, Gene. <laughs> uh,
1: but, and I'm not blaming on this because he is a very good actor. Like, through this movie, you see him do good acting. Yep. The r- whole purpose of this scene, like, though, I feel like a couple times in this movie, they make him seem, well, a lot of times in this movie, they make him seem dumbish, but, like, not really dumb, not really understanding, as this is kind of a new world for him. Like. When he For call- Gene Wilder? For uh, for Harry Zim? Yeah, for Harry Zim. Like when he calls up uh, Bones and thinks yeah. everything's going to be okay if he says what he says. And this scene, where I get what they were going for. I do get, and it does set up the whole really good scene of the bag swap thing. I mean, not say the, the setup checking. Like when okay. you check to see if there's a setup. Yeah. Um, but just the idea where it's like, oh... He seems oblivious to everything, in this scene especially. And he seems so confident with being oblivious. And like, yeah. where the other two are like, you're an idiot. This is the stupidest thing ever. Yeah. And even hearing, like if someone ever comes up to you and says, hey, I got money for you, uh, but you go, go here. This is, this is where you have to go to, at, at an yeah. airport. And then even if they're like, oh, we'll get, get one of your buddies to do I'm like, first of all, you're saying that so then I still do it because I now think you're yeah. fine. Or B, you want the other person to crap. I would not think, oh, that's just now trustworthy. Well, and just the fact that yeah. he thought it was trustworthy, I was like, yeah. how did you become this far and so good at writing? And it would just very to me. I was like, they could have done it to me more subtly.
0: All right, I got to cut you off there. Okay. <laughs> the the whole character built mm-hmm. on uh, Harry Zim mm-hmm. is the fact that he's delusional. He is. He, the- he is a bee even a C rated movie producer. He yes. makes horror movies on low budgets. Yes. So he wants to be a player and he owes money to gambling debts. He owes money to people that have uh, produced his movies mm. and he owes money. So yeah. when somebody flashes a dollar sign at him, mm-hmm. he's willing to consider all offers. Yeah. And really, you know, Bo is not, he, know, he yeah. knows that he's probably not throwing straight dice. Mm. But you can't laugh at $30,000 when he yeah. is in debt and needs money and he needs $500,000 to buy this script mm. because the, the person that wrote Mr. Lovejoy, yeah, Mr. Lovejoy right Mr. here, Lovejoy. wrote Mr. Lovejoy mm. it has deceased and now his worth is, is a lot more. Yeah. So, I mean, Harry's motivation is to get money whether one way or another. And when it's not him getting the money and he feels like, You know, Chili Palmer hasn't proved anything. Yeah,
1: he says that, and so,
0: so. But I mean, your your point is that he is timid and silly and stupid. That's how he's written. Yeah, he's supposed to be that way.
1: And like, your point is completely valid. Like, I completely understand that, and that that's a good thing. Like, that completely to me makes sense. Yep. But I would have liked if they had a scene where when they went, like, because they immediately go, this is the stupidest thing ever. You're obviously being set up. I would have liked it if he went, well, I can't take that chance. Or made at least it some sort of thing saying that he can't, he, he doesn't have the luxury of, ta- of picking what investments he gets. Yeah. Instead, they just had him act like a child that just got told that there's ca- uh, candy in some van. Like, he's yeah. like, but no. Yeah. like," And it would, to me, I was like, ooh, okay. I, I would have just enjoyed it better if they had him have a little bit of hesitation or, or even him just kind of think about it for a couple minutes. And even if they had kept the same dialogue, just had more hesitation because of this, it just makes them seem like, he was like, wait, what? And
0: But he already owes them money. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, him to not owe them money? for them to be in a position where they're giving him money and he doesn't owe money anymore Mm. obviously he's going to think about that without the other thoughts now chili has a background Mm. in you know bribery and deceit and and everything that goes on in the mob right so i mean he knows that he's being set up Mm. but when they suggest that chili goes and does it they realize he goes you're right Mm -hmm. i'm not being set up and he he's saying that he mm. showed the script to him. Like he, he lied to yeah. him. Yeah, he did. He lied to Harry to get him convinced, right? He said that Chili Palmer showed me the script. Now why would he now why would he do that? Leaving yeah. Harry Zim to make his own assumptions mm-hmm. as to what, what might go on and what might have transpired and what could happen in the future mm-hmm. to what they're so they're dealing
1: with. We gotta end soon. Sure. So I'm gonna end I'm gonna do like a sandwich technique. If that's oh. okay with you? Sure. I'm going to end on another high note. Um, So, at the end of the movie, not at the very end, but at the end of uh, uh, when the same people that uh, bribed him and stuff like that, the African-American fellow, what's his name? You've watched this movie a lot more times than (laughs) I have. I'm I'm looking towards you. Bo. Bo. Okay. So when Bo... Uh, at both death scene. That to me was really good. I did like that where um, the stuntman was beating up uh, Chili and you're like, oh, that's kind of took a weird swing, but he's even making it seem like it is for something. But then when he looks up and looks at Bo, you go, okay, he's not doing this for Bo, he's doing it for Chili. And then I do also like the point where Chili falls over and he grabs him, and then the girl shoots at him. Yeah, he's I like, honestly, I,
0: I did have a question about that scene because, well, that scene, you don't really know who's in on that setup. Like, I mean, it's mm. obviously a setup to get Bo out of the picture, right? Because we've already seen that Bear yep. wants to quit the business, and his daughter's kind of been compromised in the situation where Bo had yeah. his daughter in his lap and Which and really so. help help make him well. Yep. Basically, he was trying to let Bear know that things can happen, and this, yeah. you know, he's trying to, like, get as much leverage over Bear as he possibly can because, you know, you hire yeah. these thugs over things that, uh, you know, like, unperceived circumstances, you know, like, uh, so clearly they had, a, he had a setup in place, but, yep. I mean, how could he have possibly have let Chili know that? I, I don't like, understand. Yeah. Well, Did they, meet, they mean they talked it showed them a scene of him talking about the movies he's been in as mm. a stuntman and like again that kind of shows you the soft side of Chili Palmer that yeah. he's such a movie fan that he wants to, even the bodyguard he just beat up for mm-hmm. the second time in the movie he's interested. there they're, they're yeah. still he still wants to know what movies he's been yeah. in what injured he su- what injury he suffered from these things and mm-hmm. it, I mean they're, they're minimal things because he's a bodybuilder and a and a stuntman yeah. So, but uh, anyways, it's not the point.
1: I, I, I do like the scene, and like you, you saying like uh, you didn't know who was on it. I don't think Chili was. I, I, because it happens very suddenly and it's... Because Chili could have very well yeah.
0: fallen down that, that, uh, off that balcony as yeah. well.
1: Well, because, and I don't think, I think Chili at the very end of it was more caught off guard. Yeah. And because where every other time it was Chili approaching, like Chili was never, was always the instigator. Mm-hmm. Like I guess you could say the second time he didn't walk. He obviously didn't walk up to him either times, but he was always prepared. Yeah. Or this time kind of jumped him, and it was just kind of like shocking for him. So yeah. I think that maybe took him off balance. And then when he was doing that, and then I think I don't really know. I but I'm guessing that Chili wasn't in on it, and it just yeah. kind of Chili might. Yeah, it's let it's hard it. because it, he's it's, so it's cool hard. about everything, right? Yeah.
0: Because he's so cool about it. It doesn't come off as mm-hmm. as knowing whether it he knew about the setup or not, but I mean I mean the way he falls there's absolutely no like I, I think it's funny when you see scenes yeah. like that where you think someone's fallen and it's like a faked yeah. out death and then you end up catching them like I don't think anybody, no matter yeah. how strong you are, with Get the home. momentum of someone falling off something, can you actually catch somebody but Champion body, but bodybuilder. Yeah. He uh, had the strength. I mean, he obviously had the size to yeah. hold on to him. But <laughs> excuse me. <coughs> In Chili's response mm. to it is, is, um,
1: what are you doing, Karen? <laughs> like Karen, yeah. she's shooting at us. I I, I really like <laughs> that. Where it's like cause it does kind of show like, and it kind of does prove your thing of how would everyone know? Because it's like she doesn't really, she couldn't really tell what was happening. So she's like. He pushed him off and he shot at him. It's like, yeah. oh wait, no, he's on our side. I do kind of like that.
0: Let's well, see, I but like even the shot mm. is more accurate than anybody else shoots yeah. in most of these movies we've been reviewing, right? I mean, she yeah. hits the wood right beside them yeah. and no one reacts.
1: She she could be the number one agent in uh, uh, Spectre. Am I sick? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, she would, they'd be like, oh my god, look, she can shoot almost straight. Look at that. Yeah. Oh.
0: Well, yeah, so They did compare Travolta to Bond in one of the audio commentaries I was mm. listening to, too. And I thought that was so fitting how things kind of come together. There's yeah, Tarantino in it. Bond. There's some... Uh, not much Star Wars reference.
1: No, there wasn't. But there's definitely
0: uh, definitely a James Bond comparison to, to uh, Travolta. And uh, mm. I, I swear the director doing the commentary talked about... You got to have Travolta walking, and he walks all the way through this movie. I got to watch more Travolta movies and see if he does a lot of walking. That that
1: scene in the room where he goes to get his coat and he's walking up there, as soon as that happened, I was like, that's something Tarantino would do. Yeah. As soon as that hit me.
0: So did you have any trouble um,
1: watching Chili Palmer and thinking Vince Vega? Oh, the whole time. Yeah. The whole time. Yeah. The only way I really sunk in that wasn't was because of, uh Vince Vega wears white underneath his suit. Yeah. I was like black on black it's well, He's Palmer. got the longer hair and stuff
0: too, but like mm-hmm. if Vince Vega was uh if he was, you know, slicked uh, his hair back and yeah
1: he basically well he would look the same as same guy. Yeah.
0: If he was going more legit than than yeah. being Marcellus Wallace's uh hitman. Yeah. Um I think Chili Palmer and him would be would get along together. Uh, and another part right. that I was reading in the uh trivia of this movie was uh Gene Wilder was in White Earp with Michael Madsen, who played Mr. Blonde. Oh yeah, and he was in this movie with uh, uh, with Travolta, who played Vince Vega. Yeah. And there was a movie proposed. I'm, I'm sure mm-hmm. you've heard of this, being a Tarantino fan. Um, I'm he. There was it was going to be a Vega Brothers movie that was a prequel yep. to Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction. I really. And they got to too that. old to do it. I still think that a prequel should happen. I think uh, they should do it as younger actors. So yeah. stay Maybe. tuned for a recast of what the Vega Brothers movie would look like <laughs> today. That when be. We, We'll do a Tarantino movie eventually. We have to like agree on one.
1: We, we, at some point we should do um, uh, like a theory video of what a Vega Brothers movie should be. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, this, we've reached the end of the episode. So uh, before we wrap things up, um, we didn't do it last week, but we've done it every other week. What would be your rating for this movie?
0: Oh, this movie? You said it was like a what did you say a 6 on IMDb? Yeah, 6 on IMDb. Okay, I have to think of a point of reference. What what's your review of it?
1: So, as you know, I'm not going to be very nice towards moving I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to well, I have been marking pretty hard. Okay. Um so I'm going to continue the trend obviously. Okay. Good. Um so I will I'll give it a 6.5 sunglasses out of 10. See, I was going with the
0: sunglasses too. <laughs> i will go um eight leather jackets and eight leather jackets out of ten i really enjoy this movie i don't find many flaws in it even some of the the some of the things that weren't right about the movie ended up being okay and like listening to the audio commentary i Mm -hmm. don't know if you listen to audio commentaries are you a huge nerd like me um, I love watching listen mm. especially when it's a director that has a lot to say you know yeah. Barry Sonnenfeld really isn't full of himself he loves talking about making movies and uh, it's it's definitely worth a, a yeah. go through of this movie because he even actually pauses to watch his favorite scenes yeah. as he's watching through the movie and the things that he talks about the El- the the Elmore Leonard adaption mm. the actors the things that went went through i mean everything that he talks about in the audio commentary is the trivia track for imdb so yeah um it's definitely worth a, wa- a watch definitely worth a listen to listen to him talk the story's amazing the acting's awesome six doesn't do it any in justice tie but you have to be tough on movies and i, I have get to that be.
1: i'm the simon cowell of this yeah yeah i'll start wearing uh weird really tight shirts to yep. everything good um and i won't speak i'll just stare so, thank you for watching this week. We will see you next week thank with so a movie. And I you not know a movie. And well, you can I know a movie.
0: You, you can like and subscribe. We uh, yeah. You know what? If you don't like it, thumbs down so we can learn from this. And uh, make a comment. Don't
1: tell them to do that. Uh, Just I'm saying up. Just it's, it's up, up to
0: you. It's up to you what you do with this o- only likes. Media. <laughs> only likes like. would be great. If you dislike I Comments will find would you. be better. Comments, and uh,
1: hit me up on Twitter. I'm at do it all Derek. I got, I got exciting news for you. What's that? I got some exciting news. Also for the viewer. Um, by the way, if uh, you are on audio and you want to watch uh this on YouTube when it comes out, uh, you can go to either Full or you can go to uh, North Stars. Yep. On uh, the YouTubes and we are we are there. So also if we go back to Twitter. So you are do it all Derek. Yes. I am at Miller underscore three. Mm -hmm. Did you know that we, this show, has a Twitter? No. Yeah, it's at underscore, because we couldn't get the regular one, at underscore uh, movie therapy. It will be in the description. You can go uh, follow us, and then you can get notifications when these come out. You can get random things that we're saying about movies that week.
0: And you can sign in as that,
1: and the password's password. Password, password, yeah. There you go. And you can pretend that you're us. Yeah.